What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 7 of What We Do, live today with my father, found online. What's up? Hola. So uh, let's really start at the beginning. So how did you first get into vision? No, kidding. Man. Um, so <laughs> Hard-hitting questions. So uh, we figured we'd do more of a, a chilled-out discussion here, no topic or anything, but you brought some goodies to show, and um, yeah, let's, I guess, just get into it. This is what I want to do first. We got a package from... Uh, Bill Hustle Threads with a with quite an interesting um, quite an interesting address there for Ooh, us. A little pea hound. A little, like <laughs> little pea hound. Yeah, he likes to address the pea hound. Um, like so that. half of this is yours and half of this is mine. So we'll open it up. Sean, can you throw me my keys right in front of you? Based on bulk, most of it's mine. Is it the sweatshirt? Right. Well, I think it's. Versus so you got one thing in here? One sweatshirt. All right, I got one thing in here too. I, th- I assume. Everything on the side where they just say pop. I mean, it looks like a Thanksgiving turkey, so it does. It's like a turducken from Hustle Threads. He got them both in. Right. Let's start with yours. Start with yours. Mine's in the inside. In the inside. All right. You want to just unravel? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. All right. So I saw this. I saw this. I saw this on his feed a while back as part of a a bundle and i said i liked it and that was that was that and then like five days later i found a nike hockey hat and i just sent it to him like you think this is cool and he's like yes i need it i was just thinking about wanting to collect nike hockey stuff the other day so he's like want to trade so i was like yes so the reason is because I used to have a sweatshirt very similar to this. Um, so it's got the four horsemen in the background. That's the new Rockney team, right? Uh, yeah, with like, they just ran and scored and they, they were like, unstoppable. Or they like, like a two fullbacks, a wing back, and a running back or something crazy? Yeah, like you didn't throw the ball. It yeah. was all about just power football back then. But uh-huh. it's got the cool embroidery over top too. Yeah. And I think it's going to fit. Nice. Unfortunately, I got an extra large in the mouth today, and it fits like a small in another sweatshirt. So, this one looks like it's a little better. Yeah, for sure. For uh, my size, ready for the season. Perfect Saturday shirt. So mine, so I, mine, let little less special, but I've been wanting to grab uh, some more band tees and at a more affordable rate. Um, and so I saw he was doing a story sale, and I saw this T-shirt pop up. So been listening to a lot of heavy metal recently, which is partially from just like you know interest and and stuff but partially because we got something coming up next month with our new uh philicana collection that's around this band and and inspired by it so i picked up the um the black sabbath t-shirt with the volume four like um uh album art print instead of instead of volume four it's got the black sabbath though and it's really, really, really coolly distressed, and I don't know. It's my, it's my kind of jam. I, I, I wanted to wear it on the, on the show tonight, so I might do a, uh, a Costume t-shirt and switch change. real quick. So I'll be yeah. right back. Yeah, Bill's in the, uh, in the chat right now, talking about the, the little gusset on the side, a little reverse weave action. Definitely sold yourself short on this one. A little bit thrown in that bundle, but it was a good trade for the hat. Sized well, sized well for sure, and nice. matches the summer woolly. 
<laughs> the summer woolly is, is is meant to be my my into fall uh, hat because I have way too much hair, and I don't. The real reason I'm wearing it is because I, I don't I don't like it getting in my face when I'm printing, and like I'm constantly moving back and, and forth. Making salads, don't get it in a salad. <laughs> and and I'm constantly moving back and forth and putting t-shirts on on the stools that I have behind me on the on the press, and so uh, it really bothers me. So. I, I, I put that on and it keeps my hair in place. But um yeah, I thank you, Bill, for those. Thank you, Hustle Threads. Um I so yeah, I, I was I'm looking for more I'm looking for more stuff that I can can kind of work into some of the some of the stuff in the next collection and that's why I bought this one. And I'm looking at um a couple of different other album covers and stuff for them i don't know if any of them really fit perfectly because they'd be like pretty close to the exact same thing just made my own which can be cool sometimes but i'd rather there be an extra twist of an idea in there that like is a reason for it to be there without me just saying like hey this is i'm taking you know this style and this piece of filicana and connecting them kind of thing um so what else we got on the table here ah i just got a random random mix of some of my favorites that are just sitting in the garage slash shop um so this one here the urban jungle mm-hmm. nike hat so i actually got this i bought the jacket off ebay mm-hmm. so like the original the spike lee jacket and guy shipped it to me folded up inside this completely pancaked was this hat but it's in like perfect condition still had a flat brim like the guy just didn't want it anymore mm-hmm. So we added it in. Figured he'd um, move it along. Yeah, so it's it's perfect. What's the full story behind the Ur- Urban Jungle s- collection? Just an early 90s thing. Uh-huh. Um, getting the colors, the peace sign, the um, Mo Betta, Mo Fun shirt or something mm-hmm. like that, whatever it was. But uh, it's just like fits the whole Spike Lee vibe right, that they yeah. were going for at the time. Yeah. But it's got the nice sweatband brim in there too. Just doesn't fit right. The Afrocentric design. Stay on the stay on the shelf, probably. <laughs> and this other one, while we're talking about Irish, um, the graffiti hat. Um, I saw Gideon uh, NY Vintage posting about his his uh, collection, and I had a, I had quite a good collection of these going for a while. Yeah. Um, and then we moved them when someone wanted the entire. Batch. a lot yeah like the hawaii rainbows one that was my favorite i wish we would have hung on to that one that's yeah probably like a 300 hundred dollar hat now the way these things have been moving crazily but can i see the embroidery yeah yeah it's really really cool i love i love the um i love the way it comes together like at a distance like just up close these are just like fill stitches that come and have this like yeah. wa- wavy edge at the top but from far away you get that graffiti look it looks like it actually has some gradient to it that way too yeah absolutely um, and I assume this was done in panels, probably printed in pa- or um, embroidered in panels and then stitched together. But I don't know because it crosses over a bunch of them. Yeah, that's true. And the stitching is below it too, yeah. so maybe not. Big ass. Yeah, actually, the stitching is above. Uh, maybe not above, but like more apparent on that side one. Yeah, for sure. It's so much. Um, I feel like there's so much time went into this hat. Yeah. I feel like they don't sell hats that have that much embroidery like on it. Like you've got you got three different sides and this huge ass print. So big ones too. Like that yeah. side print is is 
big enough to be on the front yeah yeah exactly too big yeah on a normal hat i mean even the the detail of the nd in the in the shamrock it's pretty really really good quality that's awesome so that was another that was an ebay purchase um how many do you think you had total because you 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 uh, had a ton because there was that like whole dead stock lot of nba ones that i had found and there were like warriors and old Cavs ones and there was like several of each of those so probably had about 30 at one point mm-hmm. between all the different colleges and the pro ones yeah um, yeah what was the other you had like duke right yeah there was a bunch of college ones um there's probably a picture on the feed somewhere way way back um were they more of a basketball team hat or no, they did just anything they did baseball yeah there's a there's a couple awesome eagles ones uh-huh. um there's sixers every yeah four sports plus college that's so interesting yeah. i wonder too like um obviously there's a ton of different types of hats that all have like a line and they'll have to do one for each team and stuff but like um i wonder what that was like they they i guess they still do come up with like okay we're gonna do this type of hat and we're gonna do it in every size and color and stuff but i feel like it's not as creative as like you know well, shark tooth split yeah. well they did those like as the official the official hat of like that season that year that oh, okay. sideline cap kind of thing these were probably never the official of anything because mm-hmm. they're too they're too crazy counterculture kind of yeah yeah for sure for everyone to be to, to be into it yeah yeah i i wish i wish there were more stuff like that nowadays like you do see people a big big trend in embroidery right now is doing the all-around embroidery right. um like um arena embroidery we talked about them before but they they've done a really cool stuff for the sixers but you see it with like a ton of different teams and like you know um a bunch of different graders are put in you know on the sides right. and, and the backs and stuff um but i mean at like lids i feel like you don't really nah get and that. not at that at that size either yeah i feel like it's like a, a, a regular size embroidery and in, in on one of the panels but you're not getting it's not structured which is maybe a little bit easier um right like the structured hats are like the yeah. super solid on the brim and and the this has a name too. Unfortunately, it's like maybe. a high profile on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's got those those to horns top. For sure. But snap back too. So those are just two of the, the favorite lids that just sit there and stare back at me. <laughs> I mean, we we gotta. I I think there would be a lot of interest in seeing a garage tour. We might we might need to work that into season two of what we do or something. Cause Maybe I think like a cribs episode of cribs. an episode of cribs where I show up at the door and you pretend you pretend I yeah. you didn't know I was coming. We'll do a red man version. <laughs> Get one of my cousins to sleep on the floor. <laughs> perfect. Because there's a lot of stuff, and now you have now you have it built out a double decker. Yeah. Double decker. Once, um, the, once the doors get racks. fixed and get the bikes in there, BMX is polished up a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Do the full tour. Yeah, for sure. All right. What else? Right, what's, what else what's up we? next? Let's stick in the sports arena. Nice. We'll stick with uh, football as well. So this one, this Pluck Penn State Feast of the East. So this was like this was pre Joe Pa having a fall from grace. Mm-hmm. This probably wasn't before he was falling from grace, but just before anyone knew about it. But it's just a a very to me it's it's a funny ass shirt. Yeah. Putting Joe Pa's face right on a turkey. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh not being a Penn State fan at all. It's it's just a really funny one just to take a look at. Yeah. Um again, 
sizing is crazy because this is a large. I think it's smaller than a current small, um, but it's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Like I, this is one of those ones that are like someone like you with a press and someone sitting around a table like 3 a.m. has the idea. Yeah. And someone's like, yeah, I'll print those because you're not buying this somewhere. Right. Like you're, you're not going to, to your, your local, even if it's at like Pitt. So Pitt hates Penn State. If you're on Pitt's campus, there's not like a rally house that's going to sell a shirt that right. says Pluck Penn State. Right. Because as funny Pitt, as it is, Pitt can't be anywhere associated with yeah. Pluck Penn State shirts. Yeah, it's like, nah, that one's a little too dicey. So This one's funny too because I guess you, you kind of got to, like I guess it's probably like a Thanksgiving around their time I, I, yeah maybe I, like it's you got to read into this one I, I think it's a like, drunk, just like a real drunk idea right. on Thanksgiving day let's let's or someone's like you know what let's put Joe Pa's face on there and it's it the signals T so I think I'm gonna go like early 90s okay no dates on it anywhere and that's when he he was coaching too so yeah he coached forever but yeah. but there's yeah. like a, even a younger face on there let me see yeah. and stuff I'm just looking at the letters and stuff I wonder because I, I'm, for as much as I'm into this stuff, I'm criminally un, uneducated about how they made screen prints like back then. Because um, this is, Sean, when did, when did Photoshop come out? 94? 91. Maybe it is Photoshop time, but like, you know, before then you had to set letters by hand with letter right. sets or you had to draw them onto separations and stuff and obviously this is il- all illustrated and you know but looking at like the dots in the eyes and how exact they are i mean they sold they sold you know the same type of letter set things that were just like sheets of dots that you could press on the things too to make patterns and stuff and they had like zigzags and all different all different stuff but i do kind of wonder how they did this like this is this is this is futura for sure right I mean, you sure, you know more about fonts than I do. Very far away. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it looks like it to me. And the only thing that's set differently is the uh, is the pluck. The pluck's like um, distorted and stuff. I mean, I don't know. This could be this could be made on totally on the computer, but it's just interesting to to guess. For sure, it's awesome. Yeah. So that was just like an eBay find, just six bucks or something i was like can't not buy that <laughs> shirt for that cheap <laughs> for sure um I, this was a find on a on a shelf um i think red white and blue um with 9 11 21 years is that what it is coming up uh 20 20 years yeah, yeah. so i just thought i'd pull this one out because it's got the towers in it so this was from um operation welcome home in 90 one mm-hmm. when, what's that um maybe gulf desert storm one of those look that up Sean. Um, what, what were operation we welcome Friday home one? in new york city so it just has the i mean nine years prior yeah with uh twin towers standing in the background there yeah it's nuts 1991 so these look like it, it was something that was probably like sold on the corner too yeah it has team edition it has matching stuff on it but with right. copywriting but yeah maybe just in tourist shops and whatnot and yeah it's it's the gulf war, the gulf war. sean go to um o o w h dash nyc dot com 
They had a website see what, back see then? See what that is nowadays. Yeah. That's got to be a website, right? Mm, nah. Huh? Uh, dot com. I don't think so. 1991? That would have been like the third website <laughs> what else does ever com- made. What else does com stand for? Uh, committee. Committee, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I got redirected to Omaha. <laughs> Omaha.com? Stakes? <laughs> Just the city. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. O W H O W H dash N Y C dash N Y C. That can't. I mean, it can't be still up. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. But I just thought I thought it was a neat, neat one to come across. Yeah, like ninety one, and then to just have it so prominent in the picture. Yeah, for sure. When it has nothing to do with, like, really the theme of the shirt. Right. Which was cool. Right. Well, I mean, ba- because back then that was just like, what's the most New York picture you can take? Right. The picture of the Twin Towers, yeah. That's a cool one. Um, we're going to go to next. Uh, another red, white, and blue find here. Red, white, and blue in Hamilton, right? Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. New Jersey. Um, just like perfect condition, probably never worn. It's here. The 1987 swimsuit edition. <laughs> so, Sean, you got to pull up that. See who was on the cover. 87, probably like, I don't know. I don't know any 80s Christy models. Brinkley or, or Brooke Shields or someone. I was going to say Brooke Shields. But this was possibly like like a throw-in to some subscribers or something. Right, like, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it, pretty sure it's unworn. Still had the full crease marks in it. Slightly textured... Uh, print l mcpherson l mcpherson i don't know who that is hey that magazine's 20 bucks though man or like just the cover i think the shirt's cheaper the shirt was only a dollar 99 yeah is that is that a purposefully textured print or it's pretty thick yeah i just think it was never washed never broken in or anything uh-huh. it's real heavy On the, uh, it almost feels like um, the Haynes fifty fifty. What are those called? Those uh, like pens, you know, that do like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like those little like uh, you like press the ballpoint in and it leaves like a line. What mm-hmm. are they called? Do you know what I'm talking about, Sean? The like uh, I'll think of it later. <laughs> like a fabric mark type thing, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, because it's like puffed a yeah. little bit, but not not full puff. Like especially around here where it's yeah. where it's uh, it's like braille, so you could read the shirt. Yeah. In case you couldn't. I mean, you could. That's awesome. What size is it? Large, but not really. Yeah, it's large for now, but it's like with a good dry on it, then it's then it's shrinking up. Fifty fifty though. Yeah. Does not feel like a fifty fifty. Um, does today feels a lot softer. That's a good shirt. All right. Um, I'm sticking with that same theme. This too was red, white, and blue. I remember finding this one, just just going by and seeing like the arm hanging out, like ooh, mm-hmm. we got a, we got a cool looking design, and then you pull it off and it's like, whoa, the whole yeah, that's hilarious. Yo, Kiro Taco Bell, bless you, Taco Bell. Um, I think it is. Is it ninety seven? Down there. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Um, screen prints Z screen prints so they probably did the whole shirt and mm-hmm. then came did this 
huge graphic on there. Um, I don't even understand this one. I guess he's in space. Yeah, what's he wearing on his head? I don't know. I'm thinking some type of headset. He's communicating with someone. But he also might have a, a beanie on? <laughs> yeah, there might be. There might be a beanie. might have his hair pulled back. Don't um, know. 98. So so where would you buy this at the... I don't... I, don't, I have no clue. Like, I, I could see something like that in, like, you know, Hot Topic or, like, a mall store nowadays, but not, obviously, this, like, a new just Taco Bell logo or like, whatever. I don't know. I don't know if you'd buy it at Taco Bell, if you would buy it at uh, Walmart. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's too nice Back of then. a shirt to just them be like, giving this away. Oh, I yeah, think. definitely. Definitely not a giveaway. And I've seen other ones. I haven't seen one with this this on the tie-dye, or I don't even know what you would call that. Yeah, that's... It's, like, almost bleached, and it's I think over-dyed, that's, and it's got other... It's way darker at the bottom. It looks pixelated in places on the back like it's an all-over print like it might not actually be a dye at all like it's some sort of sublimation or something they did like a a big print first with the yeah or maybe or maybe it's burned or belt yeah maybe belt it's or something. but yeah it's very but yeah this one's cool um i would i wouldn't know the first step to recreating that that tie it's like stripes but it's yeah. also darker in certain spots He's got a headband on. But, yeah, for some reason, at some point, and, and that's Chihuahua's a, selling Taco Bell. That's an really XL, big. but yeah. looks bigger. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. So sizing was just not – it wasn't that things were just – people were smaller. It's that sizing was, it was just, just not – all across the – It wasn't board yeah, Randall. It wasn't right. Um, let's see. Before we get to a couple jerseys I brought, we could get into this one, which – while we're talking about all over print, like yeah, so it's crazy. It doesn't get any more all over than that. Yeah. Um, Ninety-two liquid blue, but it's on the Fruit of the Loom tag. Um, the official name of it is written on here somewhere. Um, uh, that's the liquid blue mark there. Yeah. But it's like um, now I'm struggling to find it because there's, there's so lot, much there's going, a lot going on. on. Yeah. So it's like the old world. Uh-huh. Um, maybe that's where it's America. Yeah. It's America. Um, here, take a take a hold of one side. Let's show this one off in its glory. Um, maybe it's on the neckline and it cuts off there, but I know it's written on here somewhere. It's crazy. Is it is it along this top part? Does it say? Maybe it's there. Does it say like sewn the? Something? Oh, it's written on here somewhere, Sean. Oh, unknown land. Nah, not there either. <laughs> Sean, find the name of this bad boy. What's he gonna look up? Like nineteen. Is it on your ninety-two s- liquid blue all over print? Is it on your uh, Instagram? It is. It you is. Need the names on there? I, yeah, yeah, I definitely had it for that. Go, go to there, Sean. Go to his Instagram. Um, this was a this was a cool one from a Salvation Army over in in Jersey. I saw it on the rack, and this is one where I scroll down till you see this guy, Sean. Had to had to um, really ask for help from the workers so that they would take it off and actually sell it to me because it wasn't tagged yet. Oh damn! 
Yeah, right there. All right, what do we got? Uh, old world map. Yeah, I guess that's what it says on there somewhere. Um, so yeah. you you read this book too in Bobby Bobby Hundred's book, he talks about one point. Um, you know, all over coming in and out of style. Right. Um. And yeah, old world map. That's what it's called. Um. And he talks about so they they like for whatever reason couldn't meet the minimums or whatever for the thing and so instead of doing true all over printing which would mean you know laying all the garments out printing them individually and then stitching them together they he talked about doing belt printing which i tried to research like he said at the time it was already a dying thing that nobody was really doing anymore yeah. and he they had to find these guys who were like yeah we're not going to put together this whole machine and make sure our machine's running just to do your like 20 shirts or whatever um but i i really couldn't find that much about it like there's no youtube videos on it because nobody was using it in 2006 um but this one i i say this because this one in particular has like um you can see that the front was hit and then the back was hit yeah like there was a giant screen because the way everything like everything is is cohesive as it goes like this woman figure here she's on the arm but but right over the seam it's right over there even if you're so if you perfect at stitching it wouldn't look like that. if you unstitch that you're going to expose that there's no color hit underneath and then this this guy on the back same thing and then you can see right along the line of the neck where those two is the just just don't meet so it's probably like a so uh, it's got to be hit 24 inch screen yeah or or maybe maybe that belt thing is like a conveyor belt and it runs it under the the thing and out the other side um I don't really know. I want to I want to know more about those things. I don't think there'd be possible to get them, but maybe there's one sitting somewhere and nobody really yeah. knows about it, you know? But um this is to me this is one of the wildest ones. I mean just it's just the amount of detail and quality on every like hit on there, and I think it's four colors. Yeah. The red, yellow, blue, and green. Nah, black too. And black. Red, yellow, green, blue, black. And using the, the cream shirt as the base for everything. Yeah. I mean, this is a head scratcher too with like, where was this at? Like, who's buying this? I mean, it's really, really cool, but I don't know who like, you know, because this is really, really well done. This is not like yeah. just somebody with a press. This well, is I think, a big company I don't, I don't know or Liquid sure, Blue. Like the old, the old like when you would get like a Grateful Dead magazine, like a fan magazine would have all their liquid blue shirts in there. Uh-huh. So maybe something like this would have been associated with them or what, liquid what? blue just had a, a following. Yeah. Do you know anything more about them? Like what? Cause they, they seem to um, always have a hand in the stuff that is printed on their stuff, you know, cause they have like these specific logos that are, or, or their name written yeah. in ways that are like cohesive with the yeah. designs and stuff. Um, they were probably just the best ones doing it back then. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I gotta look into Liquid Blue too, because they do have a lot of like really really nice pieces. Maybe that maybe that was just a show, um, show what they could do. Yeah, selling like, that to just put, you put that on like the showroom and they, people were like, "What you can do this? Right? Hey, we could do this with our whatever." Yeah, yeah. I don't know because it's it's yeah, really really cool, but I just don't know who would buy that. Like. It's like almost looks like a tourist shirt, like a 
Like it could be, yeah. You'd get in like the Cayman Islands or something. Like I don't know. Um, but it's really great, and yeah. and the detail is insane. I mean, yeah. the dot dot scale is like minuscule. I mean, it's so small, and the and the artwork is perfectly suited for this too, because it's got that old map feel. So like some of the letters and stuff are messed up and all that, but like half of it's written in right in Latin anyway. So like doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. It's awesome. All right. All right, I got two more. Two more goodies. Two more goodies. Um, so, backstory on these. Um, so, both are, are gamers. Um, game issued can be verified on that one. Definitely game issued. Don't know if this one was game worn. Um, but these are both jerseys from Russell Butler. Uh, Russell went to Roman, like I went to. He graduated one year ahead of me. I'm going to hold that one. Um, sadly passed away about two years ago in a car accident. Um, but these are both gamers. So he was a journeyman in the NBA. Um, went to Roman, then went to LaSalle University. Um, and all the articles, any article you want to look up and talk about him, he's all about his work ethic, how hard he worked to get where he was and to last in the league, which is really awesome just to see him in high school when he just completely dominated Mm-hmm. with what looked like it was effort effortless um like smoothness out on the court so um this one was when new orleans was in europe um in 2008 so it's got some cool extra patches on there down the bottom it's got like yeah, those are really all cool. all the extra jock tags that you would ever need um so nba europe live tour ea sports um size tag adidas tags year tags so the size was a 50 plus four in length um and there's just the uh nba game worn tag uh, from i don't know how to say mcgray my gray group so it's like the the group that authenticates all the nba pieces and they do the nba auctions still so if you buy like a game jersey from someone that played this year it'll come in a box from them with their certificate and all that that's cool um, so that was 2008 and nine. Uh, this is when he was with Washington. Um, this one has much less um, down there, but it does have the uh, official game issued tag there. And let's see, 2014. So this was after that one. Um, but you can tell the difference in materials used. Um, change of number for him too. There's probably another 45 on the team. Mm. Um, it's funny to show this one because um, Snaps Byron just found yesterday in a. I didn't find this. I bought this off eBay. He found a Shelvin Mac um, authentic in a very local store. That's all. I won't blow up his spot, but <laughs> he found a very local one. Um, and authentic with the number 22 on it, name on the back, all that good stuff. Um, and it wasn't good stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this, this is one of my favorites just because I like the jersey, plus it's for Russell and, and all that. Um, so this one will eventually get hung up. Um, I just got to find a, a frame that's long enough so you can see all the good stuff that actually goes into this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like the logo on the back. So, So what – I mean, I don't know how much you know about this, but what's kind of the process of, like you said, that that, that company's the authenticator. So this goes 
you know, jerseys get worn. They get taken by the equipment managers or whatever. And then, you know, how often do they, like, select things uh, to get? It's a good question. If you go to, uh, like, nbaauctions.com, I think is the website. If we got some time, Sean, we can go there. Um, there's, like, a select group of teams. I don't know if it's, like, teams that are willing to do it, if there's some charity involved. Uh-huh. Um, what are you on? <laughs> buying livestock? <laughs> NBA auctions. There you go. Um, so if you click on a team, like click on the Sixers, it'll be jerseys, game-worn jerseys from uh, – so they don't have any of those right now. But right there you see a Luka. Oh, my God. Um, so it'll tell you what game they wore them. Um, so he wore that one last year, but it was based on an 81-90 to 90 season. Mm-hmm. Kawhi. Chris Paul, um, oh, but, really but you can sort by, um, you can usually sort by team. I don't know if it's just since it's off season, they're not having as many right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you click on one, it might tell you if, if it's going to a donation or, or where it's going. Um, yeah, they might be the only four that are on here right now. Um, but yeah, see the NBA and that, McGray, my gray. Yeah, can you, you say it? Can you click on that fifth one, Sean? Yeah, it's super interesting. Yeah, so they dated that one right, right after the game, probably. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how it works. Like the fact that 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 Shelvin Mack, the one that Byron found, ends up in a store that receives donations, and other. Um, other ones end up on websites to be auctioned, and then other ones end up on eBay. Right. I don't know. Uh, I can say that a pair of his shorts were also found yesterday, two warm-up shirts, and another pair of shorts were found today. Okay. So someone probably close to Shelvin may have gotten a lot of things, and they uh-huh. ended up donating, um, or Shelvin himself donated, and somehow. So he, too, was a journeyman. He played, I think, eight, eight or nine teams in the NBA. Uh-huh. Um, but somehow stuff just made it into the racks at a store which yeah. is just crazy um because as you can see i mean obviously luca yeah in, a, in a, a specific jersey yeah is going to demand more yeah um like th- this is that's actually where i got this i got this on on this website okay um this is really so cool after a while after they don't sell they would do just buy it nows uh-huh um so this one sat up and I don't know how long it sat there because it's from 2008 and I got it in 2020. Yeah. Um, so it was just, it was just there. So I saw the same Jersey, um, in the, I think it was the, the teal version on eBay and the guy wanted a ton of money and I just, I wasn't going to do that. So I just started Googling and trying to find a similar Jersey and I stumbled across this site and was like, wait, I can just buy this now from an authenticated place and it yeah. comes with a certificate for like a third of the price. Yeah. Um, so it worked out perfect. I wonder, I wonder, I mean, I'm sure there's a place that exists that has all of these, you know, maybe ones that aren't on the website yeah. either. Someone's job is probably to decide what there, it goes up to. It was probably a year or two ago now, maybe, maybe a year to three years ago, somewhere in that span. Um, the Detroit Pistons did like a huge just cleansing of all the stuff they had in Detroit like under tents and there was people that went there and just made an absolute 
killing mm-hmm. buying stuff. Like warm up pants were like a dollar. Jerseys were like five to twenty dollars, and it was just stuff through the years for for the Pistons. So it was like like the Bad Boys stuff was there. Then when they went to the to their teal colorway was there, and then back to like regular royal and and red setups, and people were just they they just had it I guess stockpiled all the years. Some of it was players some of it was just like the team issued where they'll wear a new nike dry fit warm-up shirt and then they'll get washed yeah um and then thrown in a pile and they probably just just kept piling up and they're like we gotta get rid of this yeah so they did like a yard sale almost and people were just that's like buying it up that's like the equivalent of like the the mario 64 getting kicked under the thing at toys r us and then somebody coming yeah. by at the liquidation sale and finding like a five thousand uh, yeah. dollar boxed yeah. copy of the game that's crazy yeah. i mean yeah so i guess and i'm sure i'm sure that the teams are very uh like conscious of what their the stuff that they have is worth like i'm, I'm sure that's you know considered a lot because i'm sure there's some jerseys that are probably a lot more expensive than luka Doncic, uh, one that's certainly on auction right now that they just have like you know even like um you know like you go to the game sometimes in the stadium we'll have like uh you know this year we have an exhibit for x player and here's his his shirt from the 40s like here's Wilt chamberlain's jersey from this game and um you know i'm sure i I mean that's we got to find somebody who has that job whose job it is to like uh archive for the that's got to be one of the most fun jobs that's so cool i mean it probably isn't because there's a lot of I mean, it's probably a job. Clothes that goes into being the equipment manager for a basketball team or sure. any sports team, for that matter. <laughs> sure. um, but at the same time, like the cool stuff that you get to get your hands on. Yeah. Um, like that other website that we that we um, looked at before, where I got the the Clarence Weatherspoon. Um, that was the old equipment manager put all his stuff up for consignment. Mm-hmm. So whatever deal he had with the Sixers, he got to take home extra uniforms and whatnot. And he held yeah. on to them for 20 years, and then he got to consign them and sell them for a 1000 bucks for something. That was probably his retirement plan. Yeah. Yeah. That worked out well. That's so, so interesting. And and, and if you work that close with, this, with the teams too, like that's a uh, renewable resource of value too. Uh, like, you know – they're currently stocking in B jerseys that in in five ten years time, depending on how his career goes and how what transpires, could be really really expensive jerseys. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not 1984 where they're wearing the same jersey and someone's like bleaching out the blood stains and whatnot every game. Like yeah. Luca probably wore. If there's 82 games in an NBA season, he may have worn a hundred jerseys because he probably right. had to. Sw- to change at halftime some some of the time yeah like, i don't think he's recycling them that often mm-hmm. um and, and so I, there's a lot there's a there i guess there is they're not as rare but it's a more mature market that's demanding them uh-huh. so unless you were like michael jordan or, or one of the big names that you can see this luca was i don't even know what that number was Fifteen thousand. yeah that's the current um bid. like that's just a that's just a crazy number mm-hmm. and to think you can outbid that guy that's has that much for just 20 bucks more <laughs> that's all you gotta do <laughs> but um i i wonder also if it's written into like um contracts and stuff too because players will will jersey swap with other right. other players i mean you know what if you you know 
what if Luca wears this jersey and and the team is like, oh cool, we're gonna cash this one because this is a special jersey and blah blah blah. And he goes, oh hey, I want to give yeah, this like to Trey Young. The twelfth man on the bench got it. He's <laughs> oh, making yeah. eighty thousand a year, but he's like, you know, I just got a fifteen thousand dollar jersey. <laughs> that guy's just making friends with the All Stars so that yeah. he can get their jerseys. It's a smart play. Um, but I wonder, like, what, like, I wonder if they're if it's like with tickets where the the star player has to be like, hey, can I give my jersey away today? Yeah. Or is, or is whatever, maybe not he, he, maybe the agent or whatever, but this um, maybe, maybe when occasions like that happen, that's when Luca changes his jersey at halftime. Right. So that there's two. So he's got two. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's crazy interesting. Um, I got a buddy who does a lot of um, jersey uh, signings and stuff. I could have him on one day to talk about talk about this stuff because i'm sure he knows a whole lot more about this stuff yes yeah. he, he knows all the ins and outs of pe- getting people to sign stuff too which is a whole nother level of jersey uh collecting you know yeah i think for a lot of people probably it's two parts to the same puzzle where it's like all right i got the authentic now let me see if i can get this in rotation for him to sign it as one of the 500 things he signs that day or whatever and who knows how much that brings the the value up too um I mean that the amount of tags on that one is is quite excessive. Yeah, though. yeah got, <laughs> it, it has one for every day of the week. So it had like one when he wore it, and then they sew it, yeah. sewed another one on for this and another one on for that. Yeah, yeah it has it has like the traditional set here. Mm-hmm. I mean, then those ones are just they're the normal ones, but they're added on to it. Right. This was after the fact, and this was because they were over there. Yeah. So if it was in. A regular NBA game, it would only have that one, and if it wasn't in the authentication process, it wouldn't have got that one either. Mm-hmm. But they really did cover all their bases. They got the year on there. Yeah, uh, yeah, they <laughs> very wanted, easy. They to wanted know. everyone to know what was going on. Yeah, uh, and then the 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 one up here, the shoulder one, the Europe Live Tour. But that that also is is uh is sort of refreshing with jerseys too to have them be so conscious of all the stuff they put on it for the collectors and for those people. I know that that authenticates the value so that you can sell it for that much. And that's the reason they're doing it, but it does give it a lot more like, um, authenticity and like care than, oh, yeah. than kind of like your run of the mill champion or whatever. Um, or even worse, just somebody's fake Jersey that they're wearing nowadays. You know, um, I wonder, I wonder too, if, I don't know. I I'm I'm just the the idea that he would switch jerseys at halftime kind of fascinates me. Yeah, maybe it, maybe maybe, 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 maybe it not. didn't happen. Um, I also like that whoever Sean can they see that right now? Um, whoever whoever wrote the name on that also uh, didn't like their first C, and so they crossed that out. Oh, is that what that is? I think I was so. trying to figure out what letter that was. Sean, zoom in. Maybe it's a it could be a number sign too. No, I think they they didn't like their first C, and they were like, "Let's do this again." Yeah, I thought it started with a K. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, though. Yeah, and then there's the like the the coding on the side. Yeah, I've never been able to figure it out, but I'm sure it is registered somewhere. The D A L yeah zero. I can't believe Lucas' jersey is that big. Fifty two plus six in length. Plus six, yeah. I, I assume here's another dream cool job. There's an NBA tailor that fits jerseys. That's fitting them. 
I assume, right? Yeah. Like, it, he might not need that six well, length, but he might like it to talk or something. Yeah, or they have they they have all the samples. And but they, they also change so much from year to year. The, like, yeah. Like, what LeBron wears now is is almost as tight as, like, what shirt they used to wear underneath their jersey. Mm-hmm. So what is a 52 now may have been, like, a 44 a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Right. Because they're definitely changing the cut. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, if you're going to wear this, you know, every day, every time you play, you want to kind of get it right from the very beginning. You know, what what yeah. what length do you want in your, in your sleeve? I'm sure there's some guys who want it wide open, and there's other guys who want it as tight to their body as possible. Right. Um, yeah, you don't see that as much as you do in the NFL. With like the short sleeve, the baggy sleeve, the tight sleeve. The, yeah, it's true. The one that just barely covers the shoulder pads. Yeah, like we were talking about um, Notre Dame's new quarterback. He has like the yeah. Peyton Manning style where yeah. it's it's loose at the bottom, which you don't see a lot anymore. No. Not a lot of players choose to wear that. And really the only ones that used to, well, that's not true. In the 90s, everybody had that baggy yeah. one. Yeah. But later on, it was just quarterbacks. Just quarterbacks and, and, then, and the kicker because no one cared about the kicker. Yeah. He got like the, the same one they sell in the fan shop yeah exactly and and now it's off i mean but the how how picky the nba is about all their different um accessories and stuff is i feel like way more intrusive than the nfl tends to be like nfl you can pretty ha- have like a ton of different face masks there's ones that you can't have but there's a ton you can have yeah. visors pouches and 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 hand warmers and towels and all this stuff the NBA gives them these headbands to wear, and then like two months later, is like you guys can't wear the headbands anymore. Well, because then people are getting creative and turning them upside down and wearing them backwards <laughs> and inside yeah. out, and then it's like, no, we don't want you to do that. But that happens with everything that the NBA gives them. Like they were like, um, you know, you can wear headbands that don't have the NBA in the front anymore, and then all the players that had Adidas ones and had the NBA or the Nike sign on it would turn it to the back right. so you couldn't see it, and you know all that crazy stuff and then the leggings were big for a couple seasons yeah Um, yeah long sleeves underneath like a lot of craziness popped off for a little bit um yeah i mean like like and then but then also certain players have their you know certain thing like forever dwight howard had the one the one arm yeah it was like i don't even know what you call that like it covered his shoulder and like part of his chest and then his arm jordan had the had the shooting what do they call shooting calf thing <laughs> rubber thing so, so so weird but um yeah I, I never seen that website before that's really cool and i guess yeah they probably populate it more during the season because they're probably also yeah. selling quickly after they go up um but that's a good thing to look at uh yeah like, during the like season after the game it has a lot more on there um, see if it pops up like after the game and you see and there are a lot there are a lot more like digestible price wise so these four on here just might be uh very special ones so how does how do players get paid from this do they or is this you know like i mean they get paid off jersey sales right yeah on their jersey sales i think so Uh because there's that new rule and i think it's in i think it's in both sports both main jersey sports um if you want to change your number you have to buy out the um 
So if you want to change your number for no reason other than like you want a new number, like LeBron going from 23 to six and vice versa, Mm -hmm. you have to buy any existing stock of your old number out. Um, That must be insane for LeBron, right? uh, I guess it would depend on how much was left unpurchased. But only only stock from the NBA and the team itself, not existing within all retail spaces. Like, they're not paying Models. Like, I don't know how they would go out to them. Like, if they're official partners, I mean, they may have some type of... Insurance? Insurance? Yeah. Um, so there was, there's some people that decide not to change their number. Because of because that. Because of that. Um, because the number is too big. This and if they're, not, if they're not the elitist of the stars. So I guess the, the risk-reward for a LeBron is now you're reselling more number six jerseys now when everyone already had your 23 Lakers, so you're like, I'm going to sell more, um, he's going to end up getting paid. And you're still going to sell 23s to people who are looking for discounts, yeah. too. But now um, if, like, LeBron comes to the Clippers and Lou Williams was wearing 23 and LeBron wants it, then typically typically the vet would get it and they'd have to pay, like, whatever for – however many years they were in the league with that number was what they would pay to the person that already had it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not a situation where I don't, I don't think they have to buy their old jerseys anymore. Yeah. Like I was wondering if, if, you know, say a player retires and that other player had the number in college and they want that one, if they would still have to buy it or if at that point, since it's available and you couldn't get it before. I think if it's available, they could just get it. Um, They'd have to, I think they do have to like petition the league and apply for it, but they would have to make up whatever the difference is for the unsold jerseys because no crazy. one wants to buy your old jersey anymore at that point. Right, and you're costing you're costing everybody money yeah. that invested in that number for your jersey. But I mean, yeah, I mean, but especially for LeBron because that's like a important case because he's for the last 20 years been in the top five of jersey sales every day of every week of every year and he's done it this is now his i guess fourth number change or fourth because he went 23 to six back to 23 now back to six yeah which i i don't understand this change i don't i didn't really understand the change in miami either but like hey new team new city change the number that's fine and but I don't understand why now he's going to change yeah. back to six. Um, but honestly, who knows? It could have been them looking at the number, the money, and been like, "Hey, if you change the six right now, we're going to have to buy this out. But you're going to sell, you're going to sell <laughs> another sell this, many. Yeah. this many. So like, just do it. Just just flip it." And he wants to, uh, he wants to be like Kobe in every place that he plays. He'll get yeah. two numbers retired. I chat on that. So they eat in twenty four. How many teams do you think are going to retire his number? All three. I don't think he deserves a number retirement yet in L.A. Mm-hmm. with one bubble championship. If he wins again, then yes. Yeah. Um, two championships in four years in Miami and go into it four times, that's a, that's a definite. Definite. I don't know if you get both of them. I don't know what which – like if you only wore six for the two that they won, I'm not, I'm not sure how that went down. Yeah, I don't think you would um, get 23 there. But um, no doubt they'll retire yeah. anything they can. Yeah, in in Cleveland, and yeah, they sure. he deserves that they retire each of his numbers there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, in L.A. not yet. No. I mean, he's been there three years now. Yeah, with with one 
one championship, one missed playoffs. Um, so I'd say not yet. Isn't it crazy that they didn't have a 23 retired yet? Out of all the teams and all the championships, yeah, they didn't have one? Well, I guess you got to look at it like 23 became the most important number in the 90s through the very early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And the star that they had then was Kobe and right. Shaq, who already had it established numbers of their own that they stuck to yeah um and they've had plenty of people wear 23 but like during that time period just no one was at at the that was that good talent level um yeah what is do you know what lebron's um reason for wearing 23 originally was was it just michael jordan i i would think that was it because he was in high school at the tail end of prime mj yeah i guess um and i think he says six is for dr j really i think i could be wrong on that um but uh, there's no bigger number six no ever no but he he was very young for dr j and uh, yeah i mean i just like you know because of the nature of how he entered the league and like everybody knowing that he was going to be this massive thing and you would think that it would be like, oh, let me set my own, you know, yeah. legacy. Let me pick a number that's wholly my own. And the weird thing about number picking is I, I I, feel like it is like a gut thing for a lot of people where it's like, that's my number. I'm sticking to it. I like it. I like the feel of it. I like yeah. wearing it. I've had success wearing this number. I want to stick with it. And that's why most players are like, no, give me my number because they've had that number since, you know, grade school or whatever. But you'd think for him it'd be like, all right, well, I'm let me, you know, forge my own path and pick this number. But um, or maybe it's you know, let me add more greatness on top of this number and like, you know, it's the whole thing of like the best player in the team. Yeah, wears 23, yeah absolutely. You yeah. know, and that started probably AAU ball for him, and then it it just kept going. Yeah, I mean that, and that was like strongest in the early 2000s, probably right after Jordan retired. Where yeah, it was it like went right from one great 23 right into the next. I'd say that's why Lou Williams wears 23. I'd assume. I, I would think that every NBA player, well, up until probably 2015, wore it because of Jordan. And then with the youngest group of people now in the NBA, I would say some people wear 23 because of LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that, that legacy will just keep going on if there's if there's another 23. I mean, that kind of is – that's a very unique thing to basketball. I mean, you know – yeah, football's tough because there's because there's you have to sixty five people on the team. Yeah, you're, you're it, it's tough to get like TB twelve. Like there's not there's not nearly as many numbers associated with a quarterback or any player. Yeah, that that really stuck. But basketball, like there's certain ones that are just iconic. Like Magic, you're like thirty two. Bird, thirty three. Shaq, thirty two. Shaq. 32, 33, 34, 36. Yeah. He bounced around once he got on. <laughs> That's true. Um, but Dr. Kobe, J. Dr. J, um, Will, like Will, you just yeah. know, you, you can just picture their number. Um, There's even some like uh, some weirder ones, like uh, like 76. That's Bradley. Yeah. Like yeah, just some obscure ones. Yeah, some weird ones. Um, and for players that are equally yeah. obscure, but 71, I think, was Rodman at one time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, num- numbers picking. See, see, but uh, part of it also with football is I, I always kind of did really like the way football did it because um, I felt like 
weirdly, they kind of picked numbers that like fit the the position where it was like these lower yeah, numbers I, or these well, quicker I think guys. Rules in place. Yeah, well, yeah. I know, I know there are, but I'm saying like they, those rules could have been flipped. Right. You know, you could have had the running oh, yeah. backs wearing these big numbers, but obviously it's like human nature. Right. Like we're gonna pick the big numbers for the big guys, and you know you can only wear these numbers if you're whatever, right? And uh, yeah. oh, lineman, you pick last, and they're like, oh, we got stuck with the 70s. Right. Everybody's favorite numbers go to their favorite like, players, right? Like the running backs, the receivers, the quarterbacks wow, get to pick wow. the cool numbers. There's always the one lineman with with 69. <laughs> that's that's why they're always oh, lineman. We're happy. Like, All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this has been awesome. Cool. You want to promote that was a fast hour. I told you it was going to fly by. I know. Um, yeah, we're going to be back. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time with another live. Uh, we have a really special guest coming on for our season finale. Next week is our – or ne- two weeks from now is our season finale. Um, we're hoping to do kind of just eight-episode runs going – talking about uh, lucky numbers. That's my – number in high school my lucky number figured eight weeks is a good a good number um so we're going to end with our season finale uh two weeks from now and then we're just going to take a week and a half off and then we'll be right back and we're actually going to up it for season two and we're going to be doing uh weekly episodes so another eight episodes but every week um so we'll do a live and then it'll come out on tuesday just like normal and then if you're watching it on a tuesday you can tune in for our live the next day for the next episode nice so um yeah that's that's what's going on uh, we're doing a live embroidery tomorrow. If you guys want to check that out, that's a new thing that we're trying out tomorrow. Um, we got some hats, some uh, Filicana hats that we released this weekend that we're going to be uh, embroidering. Me and Sean uh, rigged up some uh, some cameras to focus on the embroidery. Um, but that's it, everybody. Um, make sure to like, comment, and ring that bell. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for being on. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. See ya.